Hi, my name is Haley Grove and welcome to Dear Dance. I'm a professional dancer living in New York City and I'm searching for balance in and out of the studio. I think experiencing your life and nurturing all your creative passions ultimately enhances a dance career. So I'm speaking to inspiring performers and industry professionals about their relationship with dance and their other passions outside of the performing arts world. I'm connecting with dancers who decorate cookies, develop their own film, build websites, make candles, teach fitness, write poetry, and people who are changing the fabric of our industry, all while dancing their butts off professionally. I'm on a mission to discover the keys to a long creative career. So let's take this journey together, advancing our dance careers, expanding our creativity, and experiencing all the joy this life has to offer. live episode of 2021 so it's very exciting um i am so excited for my guest today my guest is jessica dorsey and she is hilarious she's an amazing dancer she is a real estate agent now like she is a amazing dog mom to like the cutest little dog ever and i'm so excited to talk with her about her journey in dance and all the other things she does. She's an amazing singer and actress and that's kind of how she started. So I'm excited to to talk with someone who has a little bit of a different story than some of our other guests. Um, And the craft we're making is a really yummy craft and it should be easy to do. But I say that sometimes about really easy crafts and it's a big disaster. But I think this is something that you guys could do. It's very like holiday vibes um, and I think and it will at least taste good even if I mess it up so that's good um so as always I like to share a little video and hype up my guests so check out this video of her dancing at BDC oh in a time before COVID what a time to be alive right okay here we go check it out because this is a podcast you can't see the video but trust me it is great after the episode, make sure you head over to Essentially Haley on YouTube or Dear Dance Pod on Instagram so you can check it out. But while I have you here, let's hear from our sponsor. Surprise! The sponsor for today's episode is me. Well, not me exactly, but the Patreon. If you would like to support this show and get some fun perks, join the Supporter Squad. It's only $5 a month, which is less than a Dunkin' Donuts iced matcha latte in Manhattan. And instead of getting a cup of green sugar milk with ice, you will get access to fun behind-the-scenes content, early access to guests, and craft supply lists so you can craft with us live while you watch us on YouTube. I'm hoping to grow this community and we have a Discord so maybe we can have some movie nights or a book club or send some cool things in the mail. I've got a lot of ideas. Once we reach 100 patrons, I will be starting the Dancer's Dream Grant Program. This means I'll be donating $1 per patron every month to a dancer who has a creative project that needs funding. So that might be hiring a videographer for a concept video, paying your dancers for their beautiful work, getting some really good snacks for them, renting a studio because you cannot do another self-tape in your apartment. The bigger this community grows, the more we can give back and help lift other dancers up. 
If this sounds fun to you, check out the info in the show notes. And now let's get back to the episode. I love it. Like that deep lunge is everything. Oh, amazing. I think that was Jim Cooney, BDC Studio 5. Let's go. Okay, so it's time for me to bring in the amazing Jessica Dorsey. All right, let's get a big round of applause. So good to see you. Sorry for that loud clap, everyone. Um, I am so excited, and we have special guest Mary Sue in the background, looking cute. She's not a rat. I don't understand how people can be so mean to her. She's the cutest little chihuahua in the land. Um, I love her. Okay, so our craft, let's start with that. Okay. I had this idea, I don't know why, but maybe you'll, maybe there's a reason and you'll like explain it, but I had this like really scent that hot chocolate was something like important to you in the world of your career. I don't know why. Um, I know that you've done some like Polar Express stuff and for some reason in my head, I think my cousin's kids went on like a train Polar Express hot yeah. chocolate train. So I don't know if that's what you do, but we'll get into it. So I thought it would be cool to make these like hot chocolate stirrer things. So I have like an ice cube tray. I think silicone trays are probably the best because then you can pop it out. But if you don't have it, like you can just knife slice it out, I guess, afterwards. But basically all we need to do is put chocolate in here and then you can put a spoon in it and stick it in there so it hardens. Or I got these candy canes. And I thought I would just like smash a candy cane in there. And then you can get some hot milk and you like stir it up in the hot milk and then you got some hot chocolate. So should be easy. And at least if it's ugly, it'll taste good. But yeah, so if we're able to, while we're doing this, I would love to hear a little bit about your journey with dance and your relationship with dance, how you got started dancing. That's like 75 questions, but you can, <laughs> you can pick one to start with and then go from there. I'll tell you my story. I, um, growing up and stuff, I always wanted to do theater and things. And we didn't really get into it on like a hobby level because my mom was very serious about us not being judged on how we looked or anything subjective. So we always played sports that were very clearly the winner. So we played soccer because whoever scored the goal was a, like scored the most goals was the winner. So she did not like us to even be like reading like the teen magazines. We were not about that life which honestly, bless her truly, because I think it was able, not being like raised in the theater, I was able to get more of my confidence from not outwardly, outworthy praise, excuse me. So that being said, I still was like harboring this um, love of the theater, even though I really hadn't done a lot of it. And so I was 17 and I walked into a Starbucks and there was a, like a casting call for a high school musical. And it the had dream. the little, like, yeah. And it had the little like 
take a number thing. When was this? When was I 17? 2006 Last or 7 year. maybe? Last year. Yes, I don't know what exactly. you're talking about. We don't age. No, I'm a vampire. <laughs> um, and so I was like, I'm going to do this. And so I was nervous to talk to my mom about it. Because honestly, my plan was like, I'm going to get into Juilliard for viola playing, but then I'm going to audition for Broadway and book Broadway. Like it was a whole like secret plan that I had cooked up. This is way more detailed than you asked me to be. No, I love it. Um, So I told my mom I was going to my best friend's house at the time to work on a project. So you sneakily auditioned for your first musical? That's incredible. Oh my God. And I sang As Long As He Needs Me, which I, my mom knew I was taking voice lessons and we thought it was just like an extracurricular, let's try to get into college sort of thing, she thought. Um, I guess I'm not a very honest person with that. Um, <laughs> but I remember, cause it was on the stage and we sang, I sang As Long As He Needs Me, which why would I sing that for High School Musical, but whatever. And my legs were shaking shaking and so I was proud of myself for doing it okay cool I was on the way back and I got um a call on my cell phone that I had gotten a call back and could I come back to the theater to dance and I was like oh yeah I mean I had not danced prior to this so like no no classes ever not at this time no none and so For whatever reason, I was pretty decent at picking up the choreography and I was able to remember it, but could I execute it? No. I remember there was like a fan kick that I literally had no idea how to do. I'm pretty sure I got cut, but because it was my first time, I went up to the director and I was like, can I just stay and watch? And she was like, "Um, okay. And so I like... I didn't know if I had gotten cut at that time. They did the whole, like, thank you so much that now I know is, like, everyone's like, thank you, you've been cut. So I stayed in, like, the back row. Please go. I stayed in the back row of the theater for what felt like hours, and they did the whole, like, we're going to line them up and, like, look at them. And I saw the director, like, turn back to me, stare at me for a second, look back at the line, and then called me up and put me, like, in the line. And I ended up getting, like, a cheerleader role in High School Musical. Amazing. So that was when I started taking, like, dance class. I think I took, like, a ballet. And I took ballet with one other person once a week. And then I took a jazz class with 12-year-olds once a week. Amazing. Yeah. And I did that for the summer leading up to, like, right before rehearsal started and then, like, throughout High School Musical. And then did not do any dance after that because I went to school for straight theater and other things, but they did musicals, but we were not dancing. We did like funny thing, which was a singer show. Um, Sorry, you can cut me off whenever. No, I love this because I only know like bits and pieces of, I met you kind of like in the like midst of your like, dancing journey and like becoming a dancer like you were blossoming into and like I know that that's something that that you can talk about too like accepting the identity of calling yourself a dancer which I know was 
a fight for you because other people were trying to be like you're a dancer and you were like no I'm not so so how did you get from high school musical cheerleader which like honestly dream to (laughs) working as a professional actor and singer and dancer in the city and beyond uh I ended up I moved to New York when I was 22 right after I graduated college um booked a little like kids tour um, and then came back to the city 23 January and was trying to do like my first audition season there and just kept getting cut at the dance callbacks. And I mean, even then they were like, you need to have a clean double, even if you're a singer and everyone knows to this day, I hate turning. So that was my nemesis was a clean double. Um, so I ended up walking into Jim Cooney's class and it was his advanced beginner class um, for theater. And I loved it immediately because he was always and always has been about the story and the character. Even in his um, intermediate and advanced classes, he talks about how he doesn't care how many turns you do or how high your leg is. If you can evoke a feeling within him from your dancing and your character and your storytelling, he loves that. So me as an actor, I was like, I can do that. Like I can do that. And so I really latched on to him and his classes because they were so based in storytelling. And obviously he's an amazing dance teacher as well. And I asked him, when did I start taking his class? Maybe like May of that year. And I had asked him in the summertime, like, what can I do to improve? Like realizing, oh, I really actually am enjoying this dance class. And he goes, well, you need to take Sheila Barker's class. And I said, is that the girl who's right before you? And he was like, yeah, she's got a six o'clock class. And I laughed. I was like, there's no way. There is no effing way, Jimothy. I'm not doing that because... I would nanny until five. I would grab my Subway sandwich and I would go sit on the ledge outside of Studio Three and eat my sandwich and watch Sheila yell at people from six to seven thirty. And it was always just like, <laughs> there's no way I'm going to be able to do that class. There's no way. And he finally was like, search your ass in class. And he threatened to like not let me into his class unless I had taken her class. And so I went in and I stood in the back and have been obsessed with Sheila ever since. So those two are like amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Sheila, I I love her so much. And she's the type of teacher where it's like, if I know I'm not going to be giving her my 110, I don't want to go. Which means I haven't gone in a really long time because I know I'm not giving 110 or even like 80% right now. So I'm like, oh my gosh. But she is an icon. She is everything. Like, oh my gosh. She's amazing. So I that's how I met you through Sheila's class. We would be in yep. there with her yelling at us and biting oh. our cheeks and taking <laughs> our shirts over our head and making us do triple turns with no eyes and oh just like God. amazing things, but just like the best time ever. And I also, I have to bring up the, the performance you did with Jim Cooney. I don't know if it was like the, it was some performance at Symphony Space. I don't know if it was like the student showcase or something like that, but you were an old lady 
right? Oh, it was I was that trying, old man. An it old man. <laughs> that performance, I remember watching that performance and thinking, who is this girl? Like, 100% the acting and the story, like, off the charts. Off the charts. Amazing. Oh, Absolutely amazing. So what are some of your favorite jobs dance it doesn't have to be paid just like dance experiences that you've had in life (laughs) um obviously when I played I named him Frank was the wedding singer I was the dad of honor or the um father of the bride (laughs) um that was when Jim was like I need a father of the bride and we literally had two men in the cast for that and one was obviously the groom and the other one was like um like a solo, I think he was a, no, he was a guitarist, some dude like in the band sort of thing. And he looked at me, Jim looked at me and he was like, can you do it? And I was like, if I do it, I'm going like full out with this. So I loved doing that. Those kinds of roles where it's like, let me just be in the back for a bit. I'll come out, have like a quick moment and then I can go back. That's what I just eat up. I love doing that. Um, that was one of my favorite things because it was one of the first times I performed in New York. And then another like amazing job was when I was um, dance captain for Little Mermaid. Yes. Yeah. It was one of the first times that I was like, oh, I'm getting paid to be in charge of other people and as a dance role. Like it, that was the first time that I was like, am I? like I was always like no I'm an actor singer who can move like I just because I can remember choreography doesn't mean I'm a dancer like I felt like the title of dancer had to be earned and I hadn't earned it yet Mm. um and so when I got Little Mermaid that was uh oh I am getting paid to actually be in an important dance position and I'm pretty decent at it. So, yeah. Yes, that is so cool. Okay, before we get to our first game and before we do a little check-in on our craft, which I'm a little scared to pick up, mine looks very ugly, so I don't think I'll be gifting this to anyone. <laughs> Either way, I'm still going to be eating it. So. Um, yeah, I completely didn't understand the assignment and just put it in little like cups, like Reese's cups. Oh, but I mean, I perfect. can throw it if you want, but it's pretty much just a Reese's cup. And I plan on eating it just like that. I love that. I, I love that for us. That. We're chocolatiers. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, like, what anyone else I mean, would expect. I've like, watched we're... Great British Bake Show enough to know that I would make it to the semifinals with this. Oh, yeah, 100%. Amazing. <laughs> well, before we get to our game, I would love to know, and this might be, like, a dramatic or, like, scandalous question but I would love to know what your relationship with dance is like today like if you could write a letter to dance today what would you say to dance oh goodness gracious I know that's like a deep question but (laughs) it's changed so much because the years leading up to um, the panini press of 2020 it was I was going to dance like five days a week, three hours a day. And I was like, I'm a dancer. By by 2019, Jim and Sheila had convinced me that I was a dancer. And I was fully living that life. Like my whole world revolved around being a dancer. 
And now when everything happens, oh my God, why am I getting teary? No, that's, I, I'm right there with you. Like a hundred percent. Once everything happened and your life kind of changes, I kind of realize now that I'm a person who can, who dances instead of my whole identity being wrapped up into I'm a dancer. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm like, this is such an important realization. I think so many people have had this realization and it's like when you're go, go, going and you're like banking on your entire being and your entire schedule pri- being prioritized by this thing that like you're constantly chasing and you never get and you never like, it's not something you can just like grab and you're like, I did it. I passed this license or like I am now this dance. It's like this constant thing that you always want to get better at. And it's just like, I think it was like, it's really crazy. Like I've, I've cried about it so much. So like (laughs) let it out. But like that's, it's so real. Like what you're feeling, I think sometimes is not shared on social media and in, in the world because it's like, oh, like, I got to show like I'm together and I'm always hustling and I got to have it. And like, that's not the reality. And like, that's so much of what I want to promote with this show is, is just like the realness and the kind of hard stuff that comes with dance and the identity of being a dancer. So now that I've blabbed, go on. (laughs) Well, I mean, just like now that I've realized there are other facets to me than just like being a dancer has made me enjoy it more like now I really only get to take via zoom because in Colorado there's not a ton of like adult classes here um and plus my Sheila is still doing zoom classes for now um yeah so being able to like actually dance for myself and not to get a job and not to make money just going back to the like oh I started this because I liked doing it so that has really helped me enjoy dance more and there's things that I've thought about throughout like starting in 2020 where it was I had such blinders on when it came to my career that I did not care about anything else happening on the outskirts when in reality yes you need a certain amount of focus in order to like make it but looking around the world and seeing what's happening in the world makes you a better person and a better artist. So that's I'm what I have you learned. I'm a hundred million percent yes to that. Like a hundred million percent yes. So that's kind of where I'm at now. So like I work six days a week as an agent and I am very serious about taking Mondays off because that's when Sheila has her zoom class. Um, and so it's my day off and I make sure that I have like no clients scheduled for that day so that I can actually still go to her class and still access that part of me. Yeah. That's so awesome. No, thank you so much for sharing that and being so honest because I think it's it's just really important. I'm sure a lot of people are right there with you. So I'm sure it's great to hear. So switching up the energy a little bit, it's time for I Would You Rather. It's yeah. okay. I cry literally every day. Um, so 
this game, um, if you are watching live or if you're watching the replay or if you're listening to the audio version, you can comment on the YouTube video or DM us on Instagram to let us know. It's always fun to hear what people pick. But let's see what we get. Some of these are very weird. So would you rather pick one day and repeat it every day for the rest of your life or have cauliflowers growing from your ears? cauliflowers growing from my ears yeah that was an easy one for you that was an easy pick because god how we've all seen groundhog day and if you haven't seen the movie i'm assuming you saw the musical for the hot second that it was on which that was i thought it was great it closed way too early in my opinion but no i don't want to live the same day over and over again like what is the point of that so monotonous Yeah. And that goes back to my whole thing about like everything is centered around one thing in your life and it's really going to be like every day is the same. So I'd rather have cauliflower growing out of my ears because then, you know, every day will be an adventure. Someone will have something to say to you. Yeah. And like you could make like buffalo cauliflower. Like you would yeah. always have food, you know? I could like dress it up. Like can you imagine like an earring? Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I you could get make into it that, actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay, next one. Would you rather wear the same piece of unwashed underwear for the rest of your life? Or, wow, this is a weird coincidence that these are right after each other. Have popcorn constantly popping out of your nose? Popcorn, obviously. Like, yeah. Yeah, that, I don't think that needs... <laughs> I think that's a pretty solid choice. Okay, last one of these. Would you rather burp once every 30 seconds for all eternity or have slugs for fingers? Mm. I think I would rather burp because could you imagine? Yeah, I'd be like, like, okay, I'm dying alone, but like holding hands with somebody that doesn't have slugs. Yeah, it would be it would be rough. Yeah, that's no. Yeah, I, no. I could get over the burping thing. Yeah, and it's not like they didn't say it was like a big like big burp. You know, it could just be like a little, you just know, like a little. Yeah, you know, it could yeah, be like I cute. Manners. You can make can, it like I your thing. Yeah, <laughs> I special skills burps every thirty seconds. <laughs> Literally, there's a job for that somewhere. And you know oh. there is commercially based probably, but yeah, I mean, but that's where the money is. So I mean, isn't it though? Residuals, come on, come on, way easy. <laughs> that life is so easy. Come on, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Well, I would love to talk with you about your passions outside of dance, your new business ventures as a real estate agent. Take it away. Start wherever you want because I know you have many passions: barbecue chips your dog, your business. Let's hear it. I want to hear all about it. Well, obviously, this little creature is the love of my life. So cute. She has a heating pad right here, everyone. Otherwise, she would be, like, on me. We are obsessed with each other. Uh, She was a foster fail. I had gotten to the point in the city – I'll talk about this after, I suppose – but I grew up with horses and rodeoing and all of that. And I had lived in the city for seven years without an animal 
And I thought that was pretty good. Like, it's been seven years. It's time. Like, at that point, I thought I would be on Broadway by then and be able to have a dog. Obviously, I was still doing the hustle. And um, Katie Zelon, bless her soul, knew of a foster place that, like, a rescue that needed more fosters. And so she put my name in with them. And literally, like, the next day, I think they sent me a picture of Mary looking all scraggly in the shelter and they were like can you take her and never in my life did i think that i would have a four pound old chihuahua i'm talking about you she She just looked up (laughs) (laughs) um as a pet like i was part of the rat dog crowd like oh how can you and like even when they handed her to me i was like i'm worried that i'm gonna drop and like break this dog Because at that point, she was really thin. Her teeth were all, like, rotted and stuff. Um, So throughout the whole time, like, I kept her for three weeks because she had to have her dental surgery and stuff. And it was time for her to go to her first adoption event. And this might be a shock to people, but I cried the whole day because they were like, we'll pick her up. I brought her to BDC, and they're like, we'll pick her up at BDC. um, And if she gets adopted, you won't see her again and I was a wreck the whole day and thank god nobody cared about this old chihuahua I guess she just wasn't very she wasn't mean Mary is never mean but she's definite like she was my dog like even throughout the weeks she would she slept in my bed she would sit next to me I came home she greeted me she was meant to be mine so that is one of my passions over there. I cook for her, which is ridiculous. Um, I rotate her proteins out. Amazing. Just, who am I? I don't even know. Um, so some other passions. Let's move on from Mary. Um, <laughs> I can talk about her all day. Uh, I grew up rodeoing. I've been uh, riding horses since I was two. I uh, did like Western Airs, which is a uh, performing horse thing around here where we did drills and my sister was a trick rider and all of that. Um, wow. Got to pay for a decent amount of my college with my rodeo winnings, which was amazing. But what? My brain is, is blown from being an East Coast Boston baby that's never experienced this world. What? You won money from rodeoing? Like, you do, like, yeah. the lasso and, like, all those things? I did rope and stuff. Are you but a cowgirl? Barrel racing. Yes. I is that am. the same? Is it? But like, okay, question. Sorry, this is a tangent. But why is it called the cowgirl, but they talk about horses? Do the horses get the cows going and you ride the horse? Like, why is it called a cowgirl and cowboy when they're talking about horse, they ride horses? Well, the cowboy cowgirl vernacular started because of the like, cattle that you run through pastures and things so it is it revolves around the cows um they're the stars they're the main character they're they're the stars i mean i did mostly barrel racing is how i won most of the money which is you have three barrels and you run in a cloverleaf pattern and whoever is fastest wins and so i mean on a horse you're not just running no, what? not, not. <laughs> like, 
I mean, I this is how little I know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna look it up and put some instructional video links I'll in the in the notes. Oh, <laughs> please, please send a picture so I can post it. Like, I'm so yeah, intrigued. Oh my god, yeah, amazing! So, so that's I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, girl, I'm. I won like thousands. I think my biggest check was maybe like twelve hundred dollars, and I won it in fourteen seconds. But like dance and acting and all of these things, we worked so hard to like get to that level. So, okay, yeah, it was 14 seconds and here's my money. But look at the years it took to get there. But Right. But yeah. wow, that's amazing. Okay. Yeah. And what are some like, when do you even have other time to do anything else? But what are some of your other passions? <laughs> So now I am super into real estate. It was a pivot step that I had started um, in February of 2020. Um, my lovely work husband, Arsenio, and I were like, we're going to be real estate agents. And so Amazing. we like did the course and we would talk about it all the time because it was something that in New York, as like rental agents, you can you're a salesperson in New York. You're designated as a salesperson in New York. So it was something that you could manipulate showings around your audition schedule or your performing schedule, blah, blah. And we had gotten through the course and we were going to go take our tests. And I was supposed to take the test the day of the shutdown and they didn't even give me a refund. No so, way. Yes. So I came back and, um, my sister was getting married September of 2020, which thank God that happened. Um, I don't know how, but we pulled it off. Um, and I'm just kind of sitting in Colorado thinking that, well, surely this would all be over at, by the time her wedding of September 21st is done and I can just go back. We, I still had my apartment, was paying rent on my apartment. I fled in July thinking, all right, I'll just go spend the rest of the summer like in Colorado, have, hang out with my family, not worry about it. And I just kept watching Broadway get pushed out and pushed out and pushed out. And I was like, I, I think this is going to be longer than people are anticipating. So I was like, let and me here, we get are. <laughs> here we are. I think Almost I 2022. And I'm like, girl. still, I, I, where did 2021 go? I don't know. It's, this is all just 2020, the whole thing. <laughs> it's just like A and B portions at this point, honestly. Yeah. We should have just like restarted the count. Like, why did we continue with 20, 20, whatever? We yeah, should have just exactly. started over. That's literally zero. <laughs> so you're in Colorado but, and you're like, this isn't ending anytime soon. And my mom was like, maybe you should consider staying. Like, would you want to get your real estate license here? And I was like, well, yeah, I'm going to be a mogul. So I guess I could just get it here. And Ryan Sturhant, who's from Million Dollar Listing, is from Colorado. So I was like, ooh, we can maybe like join forces. I have big dreams. I um, love it. So As you I should. Got, yeah. I got my license here um, and kind of just hit the ground running. I sold, I just celebrated my one year anniversary in November and I sold six houses, um, which they were, my broker was telling me if you just sell one house, you're doing good for your first year. And I was like, one house? I'm trying to move out of my parents' house. Like this, this is not, that's an unacceptable amount of houses for me <laughs> to like sell in my first year. Um, so I ended up selling six, was able to like move out and get my own place and things. And now I've really realized that millennials 
have no idea how to go by buying a house or how that helps you earn your wealth. So now that's like turned into my mission with teaching about wealth and real estate. I'm obsessed. And also like I genuinely like, so I've, I've told you a little bit before we were alive, but like I've only ever lived in apartments my whole life. So like my parents have never owned a house. And so in my mind, I've always just been like, guess I'm not going to be able to because my, you know, like you just think like you're going to do exactly what your parents do when you're young. And then you get in these weird like things in your brain that you're like this is how life is and you can change it but I literally would have no idea what is even possible I know you posted something recently that was so interesting it was like how much would you need to have to buy a house that costs this much and like seeing that kind of information was so cool and especially because it's like as artists and dancers and stuff you're so often like forced the mindset of like oh you're always going to be a starving artist and you're never going to be successful and like that's clearly not the case because there are a lot of people who are smart but it's like we don't have that education we don't have that not like it's not even that we we're doing the wrong things because we're like don't want to do it it's like the the education is not there like we're not taught so like what are like the basics and I mean millennials too just like we've had a rough go at it like we're still paying for college forever and we like are never gonna get uh, out of it because uh, anyways but um so like what is something that you would like what is like what are like the the things that you wish millennials and artists knew about like the potential of of owning a home or like if they should even be like working towards that eventually well I am somebody that thinks like you need to be ready mentally and financially and emotionally in order to buy a house you should not be buying a house just because everyone else is buying a house that's my number one thing so if you feel like you want to rent forever that is fine also though I want you to make a decision out of knowing things instead of just not know not having the information and I think that's what my goal is now is to just like present all of the information to people so that they can choose what works best for them. And if home ownership is the choice for them, great. If it's not, I can help you find a rental. Um, but I think people don't realize how attainable it actually is. There's still the whole like you need 20% down to buy. You don't. But like, so for instance, um, I sold a house earlier this year. Uh, they bought the house at $435,000. It was a new build. That's what it appraised at. Great. A month later, I saw on our um, multiple listing service that their next door neighbor bought the same exact house for $465,000. So those people in a month earned $30,000 in equity. Yes. So if they could have sold the next month and made a profit. And so I think that's the thing with real estate is that you can make a lot of money and you don't necessarily need a ton of money to start. There's these things called wholesalers. Things, they're people. They're people called wholesalers, which will um, get under contract on a house, have like the earnest money, which is essentially like a deposit. And they will sell the contract to somebody else and then say, I'm under contract on this house. 
you can have it, but you need to give me 10 grand. And that's how they make their living is selling papers. Wow. That's wild. Yeah. And then there's like tax breaks and everything when you own a home that people just don't, we were not taught that. Why do I know nothing? Why did I know nothing about home? I had no idea that was a thing. Nope. But do you know the Pythagorean theorem? Probably. I used to. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. squared. Oh yeah, I do know it. I do know it. Thank goodness. Have you ever used it in your life? Literally never. Never. Why did we learn that in school? And that just, that can send me on a whole like school is a scam tangent. So I (laughs) shan't be going down that road. But I think now with my acting background and stuff, I really am trying to make more informational videos um, so that people realize that it is way more attainable than you think even in new york like when prices are that seems impossible like to buy a place in new york or new jersey literally seems like insane to me but like so okay there tell talk me through the video that you made i think was it like a three hundred thousand or was like what is like the price of the house and then how much you needed to make like what is what were those I know that's like different in, in all different places but could you like say that again because it was so oh, fascinating to me let me see if I can remember all of it but it was I think it was the $450,000 house uh-huh. and you were gonna buy the house with a 10% down payment which um is $14,500 I'm gonna say I believe it. I believe whatever you say um, you've got that and then you have to buyer expenses are appraisal and inspection. If you save a thousand dollars, you should be good to go there. So what we're up to like 15,000 now. Um, and then you have your closing costs, which tend to be between, um, three and 5% in addition to your down payment. So all of that wrapped in, I feel like was it like $60,000 that you needed to save and have on cash in order to buy a $450,000 house? Which, like, um, that seems, like, not crazy. Like, you no. could save for a lot of, like, really save for a few years. I'm really pushing, like, single people towards condos and townhomes. They're holding their values, and they are – more financially um, available to those of us in this like age group and demographic. But the thing is, okay, so say you get a condo for $300,000. You're not going to need 60 grand to buy that condo. We can do the math and find out how much you actually need, but it's going to be less than 60 grand. You live there for two years. You take out a home equity line of credit for a down payment on another house. You rent out the condo now you're on your way to being a mogul it's all a thing wow like mind blown blown that's my plan girl that's my plan for sure that sounds amazing i mean for me i just want to live somewhere with stairs so that i can decorate the banister for christmas to me that's luxury (laughs) i want you to decorate the banister every holiday though like i better see like halloween on there yeah oh yeah every like saint patrick's day lunar (laughs) new year like i'm gonna go all out as soon as i get those stairs it's over for everyone those stairs are gonna be crazy (laughs) i love that i think that it's so interesting it's so fascinating i don't know if it's just I love, like, 
it started with sims you know like i love just like looking at the houses looking at the options and so seeing you like literally over it i mean obviously it wasn't overnight but like overnight in the social media world like be like hey i'm a real estate agent and like i actually know my stuff and like i can help you and just seeing that kind of like blossoming and i think like having your your acting skills and your dancing like like the movement and the understanding of people and how to relate with people and connect with people which are skills that are so important in the arts i'm sure come in handy when you're selling homes to people and you're not like a weirdo talking to them like because I'm sure it can be a little weird to meet strangers if that's not like something you're used to so I'm sure there's so much that connects but it's just been so cool to see you taking on this new passion full force and like rocking it like seriously like six houses in a year that is amazing thanks lady I'm and now that I actually like know how to um lead generate and all of that hopefully i'm hoping for 13 next year that's my goal okay so if you know anybody i'm taking referrals colorado hit her up like she's got you (laughs) it was funny though my my mentor was like so there's a lot of rejection in real estate and i laughed i literally laughed because i told her i was like I was an actor in New York City for eight years. There is no way that there's that I can't handle rejection at this point. And they were astounded at the my ability just to be like, okay, on to the next. Every single person I talked to today said no. And it's like, yeah, because that was my life for almost a decade. I'm you have to let it water off a duck's back. You can't let it bother you. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Well, it is time. For our last game, it's more of a mystery. Let me get my little (laughs) questions. (laughs) So I'm going to pick randomly from one from each category. Let's see what we get. Okay. Pick a color. Uh, Purple. Do you have an old shirt that you cannot let go? Yes. When I, how old was I? Uh, I think I was 16 the first time we went to um, Mississippi for uh, All-American Youth Barrel Race. I, that was like my first out of town rodeo that I actually was against really intense kids. And I won some money and a belt buckle there. And then I also got a rodeo like shirt. It says All-American Youth. I'm 32 years old. Amazing. (laughs) It used to be like a great sleep shirt, but I was also a kid when I got it. So I've grown both ways since then, but I refuse to, I, it's in my closet still. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Okay. Next one. Uh, orange. What animal most closely resembles your eating style? What animal closely resembles my eating style? Sounds like it's a riddle. It's like you have to get it right. Isn't it sloths who have to like constantly be eating or they'll die? I don't know, but I like it's the like idea. Sloths or koalas that like they have to keep eating. I feel like that is me. I have to plan my day over when I get to eat. I love that. Well, honestly, like when is dinner? I need to know at nine a.m. so I can plan my activities, <laughs> and I Amazing. have to have snacks at all times. 
I mean, oh, that was another passion we didn't touch on. And Jim and Sheila both give me a hard time about it is my barbecue chip obsession. You're a barbecue chip connoisseur, honestly. I'm trying to work it out if I could like brand my own barbecue chip and give it as like closing gifts to my clients. That's genius. (laughs) Would anyone care about me? I think it would be funny. (laughs) Please do that. Please do that. Uh, Blue. What is the longest you've gone without a shower? You're getting very silly questions. Oh, that's not fair because 2020 wasn't real. And I feel you like there was a count moment. 2020. <laughs> yeah, because there definitely was times where it was like, I think it's been a long time since we've been in the shower. And it's like 4 p.m. and we're just getting up. Yeah. I say we, for me and my roommate. Time was like not real. Not so. real not real and even now with like I mostly work from home and stuff like time is not real okay I will say oh this is easy actually uh I hiked the Colorado Trail this year with my dad I we were finishing up some segments of it and it was uh 14 days and five nights without a shower whoa yeah that's another passion we'll talk about that later. wow okay last one of these do you have a favorite mug? And if so, why? Uh, okay, I'm, we're going to go on a field trip. Oh, I love it. <laughs> because I love mugs. Um, <gasps> Ooh, so I love this. Okay, mug collection. And you're an upside-down yeah. mug I mean, believer. come on, like the dust. That's yeah, true. I, I never I, thought about that. I'll, I guess I don't have, like, a favorite but I'll show you, like, some good ones. Okay. Let's see. This is – oh, a donut. That's cute. I love that. Is that from the Union Square um, Christmas Market? I feel like I've seen that there. It could be. It definitely could be. That's and a good donut mug. Oh, Hamilton mug. You've got to have a Hamilton mug, 100%. And then this one is one of my tippity-top favorites because it was given to me from – by Melody, who is one of my favorite people, Melody. and then I also love Brussels sprouts, and so it says every day, every day I'm Brussels. Amazing! I broke the handle in my um, fleeing from New York, but oh no, amazing! Yeah. Okay, so those are some of my faves. Oh, I love that. Okay, and the last question I ask everyone is, what brings out your most creative self? Um, so I think being out in the nature brings out my most creative self. Um, like I said earlier, my dad and I go hiking every year and it's usually for a week at a time, at least next week, I still have to like finish certain segments on the trail. And so I just, I always take a journal with me when we're backpacking and it's one of the things that he gives me crap for every time because it's heavy and you have to carry everything on your back when you're backpacking. And so I bring a journal and I just... I wrote a, like the first chapter of a book that I wrote in 2019 on the trail. Like a, for some reason, poetry comes to me and I'm not a poet at all, but that will definitely be in the journal. Um, I feel like I'm taking more artsy photographs when I'm on the trail. So it's like definitely nature is what's coming to me. I don't hike with headphones, so I'll get things in my head and suddenly I'm like, kind of choreographing and I don't consider myself a choreographer but oh my yeah gosh. so that is so cool for me yeah oh I love that 
Okay, well, where can people find you? What can they see that you're a part of? How can they get in touch? Yeah, so I have two Instagrams. Um, my personal one is at jdork, D-O-R-C. And then I think there was one I just thought, well, yeah, Jessica Dorsey Home Again is my real estate one. Um, that's totally dedicated to real estate. And sorry for those on my personal page, but I have a business to also promote. <laughs> so you're going to get some real estate content there. Um, but there's also more pictures of my margarita on there. Um, on my personal one, but yeah. I would say DM me over there. My phone number and email are on both of those profiles. Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Love it. And also, I forgot to mention a show that you're involved in. We didn't even talk about it, but how can people see the Polar Express that you're yes. you're involved in? <laughs> so the Polar Express is playing uh, down in the Golden Colorado Railroad Museum which I think that's why you thought hot chocolate because we yes. like serve hot chocolate. I died when you sent me that email with, I don't know, I just have like hot chocolate on the brain. I thought you knew that I was doing Polar Express, so that killed me. That is um, so subliminal color. messaging. So yeah. crazy. So, and what did you do with the show? You were a part of the creative team? Yeah, so this last year I was um, a swing and a dancing elf, and this year I was the assistant director and the dance captain, which I have found I thrive in that role. I love being an assistant. Um, so I'm hoping to do more of that in the future because I really enjoyed being behind the table and um, being able to help people out in that way instead of just being in the cast. So cool. Amazing. Well, go check everything out. Follow both their Instagrams. If you're in Colorado and you need a house, you know who to go to. Um, and then if you would like to follow my personal Instagram and see me and more of these kitten cats. Well, they're one years old now, so they're not kittens. But um, you can follow me at Haley Grove. And if you would like to support the show, you can follow the Dear Dance Pod Instagram. Um, and also subscribe to this YouTube channel. I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribers. It's a slow yes. go. Maybe we can get to 280 tonight. Ooh, that would be hey. awesome. Monetization can um, come. Right? You know, I'm so <laughs> close. But <laughs> that is a dream of mine. And then the final. Oh, and then also, of course, subscribe on all podcast places to Dear Dance. Uh, the audio version of this video is edited and cut up and spliced away um for the audio listeners out there um and then the final thing is the patreon if you would like to support this show um once i get a hundred patrons i'm going to be starting the dancer's dream grant program which means i'll donate one dollar a month per patron to a dancer who has a creative project that needs funding so whether that's hiring a videographer or renting studio space because you cannot pay for any more self-tapes or you know paying your dancers or at least getting them good snacks just a way to give back to the dance community so mm -hmm. definitely check it out it's only five dollars a month and i'm gonna be making some changes in 2020 um behind the scenes stuff craft information all sorts of goodies um so yeah definitely check it out and I think that's it. Thank you so much for being here. This was the best end to the 2020 live videos that I could ask for. It was so great talking to you. And thank you.
Thank you, lady. I miss your face. Yes, come back to New York soon, and I'll have to go to Colorado and learn how to yeah. go on Let's the barrel, go. go around the barrels. Yes, that's yes. what you call it, right? Exactly. Yes, that's perfect. <laughs> Amazing. Have a great night, everyone, and we'll see you in 2022. Thank you for listening to Dear Dance. If you enjoyed the show, it would mean so much to me if you could share it with a friend. Screenshot the episode and tag me on Instagram at DearDancePod. It's so fun connecting with listeners, so definitely check us out over on Instagram. And if you want a triple platinum superstar award, leave a rating and review on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. This really helps give the show street cred on podcast platforms. Again, thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week for a new episode of Dear Dance.